I have a word that the Lord laid on my heart to share. But if at any point during this service, any point while I'm talking, the Lord says, hey, let's do this, um, that's what I'm going to do. And so Tim texted me earlier this week and said, hey, uh, I just wanted you to know the Lord laid something on my heart that I see you less teaching, preaching at us more, maybe more so prophesying over us. And for one, that's a little daunting because I don't consider myself a prophet by any stretch. But I know that the Lord speaks. I know that the Lord has given me some words for you guys today. And so I pray that the Lord brings those out into completion. And I pray that whatever I do say, that the Lord is um, glorified and raised up through um, the person that I am and the person that he's made. Let me pray quick, and hopefully that'll help me focus in. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you um, for this body. I thank you, Lord, for the things that you've done in my heart here. I thank you, Lord, for the things that you've done in my life. I thank you, Lord, for what this house means to me, and I thank you um, for the people that are here. And so, Lord, this morning, I just pray, Lord, that you would have free reign in this house. Lord, that your word would be lifted high. Your heart would be shared with these people. And that you would just be lifted up. No matter what happens, no matter what I say, I pray, Lord, that you would less of me, more of you. Nothing that I say can mean anything, Lord, unless it's drenched in your love and your spirit, Lord, goes along with it. So, Lord, that's what I pray this morning. People would hear your heart. I thank you, Lord, that you've chosen to use this broken vessel, and I ask that you would just, um, yeah, have your reign in this house today. In Jesus' name. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I want to share with you what the Lord shared with me this morning, and I pray that it shoves us into where we're going. I think it will. It goes along with um, what was shared by this awesome couple that's coming on board with you guys. And I just pray that um, you hear what the Lord wants you to hear. And so this is what the Lord shared with me. Like I said, I'm not, I don't consider myself a prophet. I just, I sit down with my music and I just write down what I feel the Lord is telling me. I know we had a class years ago and maybe that's where I learned it. Maybe that's what it looks like. But this is what the Lord shared with me this morning. I pray that you are blessed by it. Sometimes it may get a little long and I apologize, but it's what I felt like the Lord wanted to do. So anyway, here's the word. The Lord said, I did it before. I'll do it again. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing can stop me from loving my children. Nothing can separate you from my love. The enemy will be a jerk and throw things at you to derail you. And try to steal your focus. But he can't steal your reality. You are a son and daughter. You are loved by the most high God. He is your father. He loves you and gave himself up for you. He's done amazing things in you. And he isn't finished. You're his chosen people. This is the reality circumstances, these smoke and mirrors, the trials that come, they can steal your focus from the truth. But it doesn't change the truth. 
He is your loving Father, and nothing can take you from His hand. He hasn't given up on you. He doesn't grow weary with your constant questioning. He wants you to come to Him. He'll give you rest. He'll accept you back. Come. Not only will He accept you back, He'll ask you to come walk on the water with Him. You're going to do amazing things, things you never thought possible. People will curse you. People will hold you back. They'll try to hold you back. They'll get you to be normal. The normal in the scriptures, the normal is healing blind eyes. Raising folk from the dead. Casting out devils bringing people out of darkness and setting them free that's what Jesus did and he said that it's better that he left so that the Holy Spirit can come now we can do the greater things that he told us we would do it's not difficult every day he puts people in our paths this is what she's talking about every day we have neighbors every day we have that every day he puts people in our paths they all have needs He's calling us to be the light. Be the change that they want to see. Draw them closer to the Father. Miracles happen every day. It's not complicated. Go, hear, and obey. The Father's heart. The Father's heart is to bring his lost children home. So let's go get them. Whatever you do, wherever you go, you're an ambassador for Christ. And possibly the only Christ people will ever see. Don't hide it. I asked Jacob to sing that song this morning. Um, You know me or what's it called? You have won me. Because the Lord kept shattering me with this thought. We need to shout it out. Tell all the earth. You know, lift up one voice. We're one body. This whole, like, I love it. The, the, the thing on my heart has always been, I love this church. But the Lord is calling us to be one body in this community, in this area, and in everything. It's one body. I love, I love that even though I don't technically attend here, This is my heart. This is my body. Because I can come in and I know that the Lord has a vision for this church. And even though I'm not here every Sunday anymore, I know that the Lord is present here. I know he was present here when I went here. For 22 years I went to this church. 22 years. He was present here. He did amazing things in this this church. And I know that just because I'm not here, he's not changing his mind. He's not just going to leave with me by any stretch. So I know that he's present here. I know that he's working here. But it's time to shout it out and lift up one voice in worship. Sing it out until all the earth can hear it. Jesus is alive. Is that a good word? Jesus is alive and he saves. He rescues and he saves. The word that I felt like you wanted me to share with you guys this morning, and I don't know how far I'm going to get into it, 
But there's this idea in Joshua uh, verse 4 where they are coming out of the Jordan and we know that they came through the Red Sea and he held up the water. And likewise, in this, in, in this, in this passage, they were walking through the Jordan and he held up the waters again. And this is what the Lord, through Joshua, told them to do. Joshua chapter 4, um, I'm going to read 1 through 7 and then 20 through 24. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take 12 men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed a man from each tribe. Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of tribes and the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? And you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Verse 19, the people came up out of the Jordan in the 10th day of the first month. And they had camped at Gilgal and the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones, which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? And you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over. And the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty. That you may fear the Lord your God forever. And the reason I wanted to share that with you guys today is, is may seem obvious, but my heart for a very long time has been that the power of our testimony, the power of our word, the power of our life is remembering one, who the Lord is, and secondly, who we are to the Lord. So we understand in, in, this, in this time when the Israelites are going through, you know, the wilderness. They've been walking around aimlessly to themselves for 40 years. They have a chance to be very depressed about where they are in life. But at this point, they're coming into the promised land and, and the Lord is showing them what his heart is for them. We understand that in this is we're one generation away from... Egypt, you know? Ten plagues got them out of slavery, you know? They go through the Red Sea. The Lord, or God the Father, He's a cloud by day and a fire by night. There's manna every morning, quail sometimes too. He tried to give them the promised land, but they wouldn't take it. Or walking around in 40 years of punishment, but they're still His people. Their sandals, they don't wear out. And their clothes, they're, they're still hanging on. Like they don't just go to the nearest Walmart and find something else to wear. The Lord 
is providing for his people in the midst of a quote-unquote punishment. And the thing that gets me all the time is these are his people. And he wanted to speak to them personally, right? But they were too afraid. They're around Mount Sinai, and the Lord said, I want to come and speak to my people. But they said, no, 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 no. Moses, you go. Moses, you go. You be our advocate. And isn't that where we are today? A lot of times I feel like the Lord wants a relationship with us. But a lot of times we go, no, no, no. I have a pastor. I have, I have a leader. I have an advocate. You go and tell me what the Lord says. And we understand that these people, are, they're fickle, man. For being God's people, for all the things that I just said, from all the things that the Lord did in their lives, they're so fickle and they quickly, they quickly forget how awesome the Lord is. And it's a common theme running through the next long time. You know, you have good kings and bad kings. And under the good kings, when they're doing the right things, they're blessed. And under the bad kings, when they just lose their, their, they lose their mind, there's cursing that come and they, they start losing battles and there's like, oh wait, I remember now. Maybe I should come back to the Lord when I was blessed. It's obvious. But then they'd have another bad king who was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll just follow him. And my wonder is, and this is something that the Lord shared with me last night as I was preparing. I wonder if they had had a relationship with the Lord themselves since the beginning, since Mount Sinai, if they had had that relationship and didn't always focus on the people that they were following, I wonder if maybe they wouldn't have fallen so much. I wonder if maybe they hadn't found it out and wonder if they'd have been a little bit better off. So Joshua puts these memorial stones up so that they would remember who the Lord is. It's a constant reminder of who the Lord is and who they are. They're his chosen people. And that the storms will come and we remember who the Lord is or you'll give up. and You'll, you'll, you'll decide, ah, it's just not worth it. I'm reminded of some of my favorite stories in scripture. We think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we think of the fiery furnace that they came against. And when they were about to be thrown in, Nebuchadnezzar says, you know, bow down, it's okay, it's not too late. Bow down. And they said, no, we have no need to even answer you in this way. My God is able. And I think it's important to realize that in when I was going through this, and this is a long time ago, I shared this, I'm sure, but when I was going through this, the Lord kept telling me over and over again, where's their power come from? Where's their strength come from? And it comes from remembering who the Lord is. Remembering that he was there before, remembering the Red Sea, remembering the Jordan, remembering all the things that the Lord done in his people's life. And that the Lord doesn't change. The same thing he did before he's gonna do again. We think of David and he fights Goliath. One, he understood God's heart. He understood that Goliath was standing against his people. But secondly, and more literally maybe, he remembered that he had already beaten the lion. 
He'd already beaten a bear. And this guy wasn't going to be any different. The same God that was with me when I killed them is going to be with me again right now. That's the God that we serve. The same God that's with us yesterday, today is going to be with us forever. So we get back to Joshua and we get back to what we're talking about. In verse 24, it says that, I'll I'll, I'll just read it again quickly. Verse 24 says, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that you may fear the Lord, your God forever. Right? We know that the Lord is mighty. The hand of the Lord is mighty. And we know that he is unchanging. Same thing he did before he's going to do again. Um, I was all week long. I'll, I'll show you how my week went. Um, every morning I got up. Monday, Friday, every morning I got up and I said, all right, Lord, what do you have to speak to me today? Um, the first one I put on Facebook, I don't know if you read it, doesn't matter, I'll read it to you in a, maybe in a minute. Um, but every day I got up and I said, Lord, what do you have for me today? What do you have for your people today? And um, yesterday I was on my way to work. Uh, my brother called me and said, hey man, we, we have some work that we can do. You wanna come in and build a trust or two? And um, I've been blessed. I've never had a job my whole life that I didn't love with all my heart. I love building trusses. I love working at Dover Windows. I love the people that I get to work with. Not everyone can say that. And the best part is when the Lord calls you out of a job that you love, you know it had to be him because now I get to share my heart with kids all the time. And I get to hang out with awesome people. So anyway, back on, back on point. So anyway, I, yesterday I'd gotten up and I was going to go build some trusses and I was literally standing in the middle of my living room saying, Lord, you know, just, I, I got to go to work, but do you have something you want to share with me? And I had to literally run and get my phone. This is what the Lord told me yesterday morning. It's fast because I only had three minutes where I had to get in the car. The Lord said, I did it before. Nope. Restart. That was today. Um, the Lord said, I didn't part the Red Sea to kill them in the wilderness. Although I wanted to at times. I didn't do all these miraculous, amazing things here. Now he's talking about you. I didn't do all these miraculous and amazing things here just to watch you guys fizzle and fail. He wants to kindle you guys and keep you burning. Don't waste the spark that he's given you. I was listening to the testimonies Monday when I, before I started writing some things down and I love that hey, I love testimonies I love them um, and I love that where these guys um, went last week was called firestorm are you kidding me and the Lord shared with me this firestorm is a perfect representation of what he's doing because when you think about a firestorm or a you know, those fires that just run rampant through California every year, you know. Have that in mind. It starts there. starts here at Firestorm. It starts with this small group of people. It starts there and it spreads to everyone around. You can't contain it. The enemy will try to douse it out. He'll employ everything in his arsenal. But he can't hold you guys down. Keep burning. Keep fighting. 
never give up, never lose sight of the prize, and everyone will be changed in your wake. The Lord didn't bring these people through the Red Sea just to kill them. And in the same way, like when they fell apart, when they kept looking back, oh, I wish we were back in Egypt. The Lord was still with them. Yeah, he got a little angry. He wanted to knock them out. Moses had to go and intercede for them. But it proves who he is. It proves he loves his people. And it draws you closer to him. The fact that he doesn't give up on you allows you to see how much he loves you. And every time you turn around, every time I go to the Lord in the morning, every single time, he wants to spend time with me more than I want to spend time with him. That's the relationship that he had since the beginning. When he created us on day six, all he wanted was people to commune with him. He wants a relationship with each and every one of us and that's why we're here. And when we realize that, doesn't it change the way we look at life a lot? So anyway, verse 24. Again, the point is so that all the people of the earth may know. Guess what? When he does amazing things in our life, it's for us. It's to build us up. It's to show us who he is and how much he loves us. But it's not just for us. We got to shout it out. We got to tell all the people so that they know who our God is. And he doesn't do just amazing things in my life. He wants to do it in each, each one of us. He's done amazing things. He's brought us. Each of us has a testimony. When I was thinking this week, I was, my mind races and I love it, but it, it shows me some things that's really cool. Like I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Like I want to look at Chuck Mauer and say, Chuck, you want to get up and preach today? What are you going to say? Why? But you know what the best part about this story is? Chuck could get up here and preach. Why? Because he has something that the Lord did in his heart. Chuck used to be an alcoholic. Chuck used to be a lot of things. But he could get up here and he could tell you what the Lord did in his heart. What the Lord did in his life. And it had to be the Lord because no one else can take you away from the things that you love to do. But know that they're not good for you. I was walking in the world for for many years and and I shadowed it in going to church. But I wasn't, I wasn't the man that you see before you. I wasn't the man that this place created. And that sounds, the Lord did the work, yes. But this place helped me go there. But every one of us has a testimony. Everyone else can stand up here and say, you know what? This is what the Lord did in my life. This is who our God is. This is what he's done. One of my favorite days of um, my time with the Lord is, is the day that he told me um, that even when I was walking away, even when I was in the world, even when I was, I had turned my back on him and thought I knew who I was and where I was going. He said, hey, remember when that happened? I said, yeah. He said, um, yeah, while you were walking away, he said, I was orchestrating events for you to be here 
right now because I didn't want to lose any time. I wanted to do things even when you're walking away. Even when you couldn't have cared for me any less, I was orchestrating events so that you would be here right now and you could walk into the destiny that you have. That's how much God loves us. We may walk away, but he doesn't turn his back on us. He's orchestrating events so that destiny can change when we turn around and he knows that we will. And while Israel was being punished, while they had turned their backs away from him and said, you know what, the promised land is great, but we don't believe in this. He was still preparing them for destiny. To remember who he is and to remember who we are in him. And that's the power of the things that the, the, the Lord has done in my life here, you know. I remember a lot of places that we've gone, conferences and churches and events we've had here. And the thing that, bit, that, that got me the most was this idea of knowing that I'm a son. I'm not a sinner. And he wants to spend time with us. He wants to be with us. We're his kids. He doesn't treat us like angry fathers, like, look at what you've done. You know, in the beginning, he didn't say, I love this. This is a shout out to Brian Conley. But it's not, what did you do when they fell? It's not, what did you do? It's, where are you? I just want to be with you. That's That's the father's heart. And if we can remember those things, we'll be better off. I want to, the, when, when first um, I was asked, and I actually went to Tim, when I got married in October, I went to Tim and I said, hey, um, I'm glad that it lasted until March, that the record said the Lord is good. Um, but I went to Tim and I said, hey, it'd be really cool. Um, I know that I'm going to be going to Hickory Ridge. Um, God is calling me to, to be there. Um, I would really like to talk to you guys because you've meant so much to me and I wanted to do that. And, um, you know, just because of how things go, it lasted till March and I'm, and I'm happy. Um, but the reason that I was going to do that at that time was to just let you guys know that um, this is how it happened, blah, 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 and, and this is what's going to go because I didn't want people to think that I was angry. I didn't want people to think that I was at all at all at all hurt by situations or people or anything I wanted you guys to know how important you guys are to me so some of these people that I'm going to thank aren't here probably a lot of them Um, but to me this is the moral of what I wanted to talk to you guys about because this is the history of my life here. And as I remember the last 22 years of my life in this building, I know that the Lord is good and I know that the Lord has done a lot of awesome things. Some of these people are in a lot of different places, but these are very, very influential people in my life. You'll know some, you may not know some. You're going to have, you might have good thoughts, you might not have good thoughts. 
but everyone that I name, everyone that I talk about has meant something very, very important to me. So some of you may or may not know, but um, the reason I came here 22 years ago was a couple, um, O'Ray and Bonnie Hofstetter. You may or may not know them. Their sons, John and Dave, and um, John's friend, Danny Humphreys. Like, they are the reason that I came. Uh, my, my parents said, hey, whenever you turn 16, you can go wherever you want. And I just wanted to be with my friends. So I went with them. And I sat right in the back and I just wanted to be with my friends. I just wanted to get out of the thing that was trapping me. And the church wasn't trapping me, but my life was falling down on me and I just wanted to get away. My escape has always been my answer. I just, I just want to get away. Get away from the things, get away from the people that have hurt me. So I ran away and I came here. 22 years later, I'm still here, you know? But that's what the Lord did. And, 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 and through, through having them pick me up and bringing me here is what happened. And, and, and being in youth group um, here with Lamar and Becky Yoder. Having Lamar be my basketball coach. And every single Wednesday, I would pick up his shoes, put them in front of him and say, Hey man, are you ready to play? And every single week he'd put them on and we'd go out and we'd shoot and we'd play and we'd have fun. But it's people like Lamar who sewed into me and showed me that I'm loved at a point where I needed someone to tell me that I was loved. And when I came here, you know, John Mishler was, the, was still the pastor. And, and I remember, I didn't know this at the time, but I was having a conversation the other day. And, and the reason that they kind of started this church was to be an outreach to people that weren't typically accepted in the Mennonite circles. And I want to I, I thank him for the things that he sowed into me. I, I still meet him often in um, Smith's and other places, and he talks to me like he always did. I want to thank Clinton for never giving up on me. I want to thank him because when I went out in the world, I, I picked up and left one day and came back years later and he never treated me like I was some prodigal son he never made me feel like I had turned my back on him but he welcomed me back I remember Bruce Pape who you guys may or may not know but I remember when I first started coming here he cried every Sunday and as as a kid who was so torn up and so wished that he could just crawl up in Bruce's lap and cry with him because I didn't know where I was going. Bruce had a lasting impression on me. Lasting. And when I came back, Clinton and Sean really allowed me to, you know, get back into the flow of church to really buy in. Clinton got me to be a member who I, at the time, was like, "Ah, I just want to come. Why do I have to be a member? And he said, no, we're going to buy in. Buy into this church. Be a part of what we're doing. Sean got me to be on the worship team. I was like, oh, buy in. Be a part of the church. That's one of my encouragements to you guys. Be a part of the church. This is an ever-changing body. We need you to do what God has called you to do. 
do something. Be a part of this body. And I think about a lot. I think about Dennis and Beth and George and Nora, who I went to a lot of Bible studies, and I went to a lot of churches with them. And they initially were the ones that helped me see um, another side of the gospel. And I went on my birthday a couple years ago, now probably six or eight. Um, I went to a, a church with them. And there was a prophet there that spoke into my life. And I, to this day, don't remember a lot of what he said. I wish I did. But all I do know is that the Lord showed up. And he let me know that the life that we're living, this Christian life, is more than just grinning, bearing it, making our way through, and hopefully making to heaven one day. When he prayed over me, all I, all I remember was he was, pre, he was preaching and praying and prophesying purpose into my life. These are things that you're going to do. These are things that the Lord wants to do in you. These are some things that the Lord is doing. And it gave me purpose to realize that not only am I here, but he has something that he wants me and only me to do. And each of us has a unique purpose. The Lord has ordained you to do something. Whether it's in this body or out there, he wants you to do something with your life. He didn't bring you into this world. He didn't, he didn't have you here just so you can hang around, do fun stuff, die someday, and hopefully, you know, you did just enough to make it to heaven. I want you to grab onto this thing that he's done. Remember the things that he's done in your life and make it mean something. Don't make it by the skin of your teeth. Go after him with all of your heart. Seek him. Find him with all of your heart. And that's what the prophet meant to me. He told me that I had purpose. He told me he, that the Lord had a plan for me. I think about Max and Donna Yoder. I think about Lydia Emerson, who may still go here. I, I haven't seen them a lot. Um, but I thank them because Max and Donna, especially, I, I, I moved into a house when my life fell apart. They gave me a place to live for next to nothing. And for three years, I stayed in that little house. I had a TV, but I didn't have like cable TV. I didn't have anything. Those were three years where I spent intimate time with the Lord. The distractions were gone. I didn't, yeah, I had some things that I would do with my time, but the point is I had that time to sit with the Lord because that was the word that he had given me. Aaron, I have plans for you, but you gotta be content in me first. I have a lot of things that we're gonna do together, but if you don't get your foundation set, you're gonna miss it. For, your, for those that you that don't know me in the olden days, I was a bit, you know, Tim jokes about, you know, I'm going to come in and just start gunslinging, right? That was very much the old me. Um, but it's funny the way that when I first went to conferences, when I first started going into places, everyone that talked to me, every single one said, hey, um, you know, these, these prophets are real humble. They're like, you know, I just feel like... Um, you, you really got to grasp humility first. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
That's a good word. Do I sound humble? No, that's not me. That's the Lord's work in me. It's so funny. I was telling, I told Tim the other day, and I tell Angie all the time, my wife, that when when I talk, I'm always real sarcastic. I'm real like I'm I'm all over the place. Obnoxious, just kind of stupid sometimes. So you, some of that comes out in coaching, and and it's just weird. But every time that I get up and speak, it's almost as if I take that person and I put them on the sidelines. Because if there's anything I want, it's for the Lord to be glorified. And if I'm talking about me and my normal self, a lot of that turns into me glorification and me being the center of attention. And so I really try hard to put that person aside so that the Lord can be glorified. And that's the thing that the, um, the Lord kept doing during this time was really putting yourself away and being more like him. I want to thank Gerald Yoder who uh, initially asked me to do Sunday school many years ago. It was for a bunch of college kids that didn't have a place to go. And they said, hey, we want this Sunday school, but we don't have anybody to teach it. Gerald came and said, hey, what do you think? And I said, okay, I can do that. And isn't it funny the way that like I had a relationship with the Lord and I was doing really well spiritually, but as soon as he asked me to do this Sunday school, then I started digging in the word. Why? Because I had something I had to share with these guys. and I didn't want to look like a fool. Isn't that funny the way that the Lord works? But that's when this started. I'm digging into the word because I want you guys to get something out of it. And I wanted my name to become something that you would be, oh, well, this is Aaron. Look at what the Lord's done in his life. Isn't that, doesn't that sound a little righteous, but doesn't it also sound a little bit like me? But that's what the Lord did. I'm digging into scripture so that these kids can hear from me. And then that kind of fizzled out and that's fine. But let the... <laughs> Let the record show that, you know, once you're in, they don't want you to get out. So as soon as that period was over, they said, okay, well now uh, we want you to take over this seventh and eighth grade class. And I was like, oh, that should be fun. For those of you that know the story, um, that was Gloria and Rhonda and Andrew and Timmy and a few others, but those were the core And for those of you that know, that was a humongous part in my life. Those those kids might tell you that um, they were blessed um, by the things that we did and by the things that we talked about. They might tell you that. But I will be honest with you and I'll tell you that them, they blessed me more than I can imagine. Because I they they uh, without telling their stories. You know, a lot of you know, like a lot of them come in not broken, but just a little bit in need and a little bit wanting um, a person to care about them maybe, like I was. And the Lord allowed me to speak truth into them. They only gave me about five minutes. We talked about a lot. Not a lot was said, but every single week I would say, hey, give me five minutes and then we'll talk about whatever you want. And I would share a parable and I would share a psalm or I would share something that the Lord laid on my heart and then I just listened to them. 
I want to thank um, I want to thank Tim and uh, Andy. Actually, went with me. Andy Wright went with me to my first conference, where Brian Conley. I, I, I met him for the first time, and Will Hart and some of these guys. And as I led that, after I left that conference, I I just remember feeling this amazing realization. You know, one that I'm a son, but also that I'm just so loved, loved by God. I hear you guys talking about you guys got to meet Lori Coverdale Cardinal such an awesome lady and she's meant so much in my life too some of these other persons that prayed over me some of these guys at these conferences that we've want to that have spoken life into me and I remember one in particular and I still can't remember his name he was the second year that we met with a lot the older gentleman bald like myself but he was older and he was there as a second year with all the young kids but he spoke this word of I see you speaking life into youth age kids and I said oh that sounds like fun like you know I do Sunday school stuff but you know okay uh, thanks and isn't it funny the way that not long after that um, when things went the way that they did and um, Wendy took over the youth group and Carl and Sue and Eric and Janae and, and they came to me and they said, hey, uh, you know, I, I don't know what this looks like, but what do you think about joining the team? We just, you know, need someone to kind of help out and maybe teach every now and again. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Isn't it funny? Like, I didn't know what it was about. I was like, yeah, I'll go. I was single. I was not doing anything with my life. Sure, I'll do that. And in the same way, it's funny, about the same time, I was, uh, I don't even remember how it happened, but I was, I was at, no, I think he actually texted me or something, I don't know, it's crazy, this is the Lord, right? So I was just sitting there minding my own business, and, and uh, I think Tyler messaged me and said, hey, uh, we just need someone to come for this tournament, um, Madison went to school, and we just need someone to kind of help keep stats, that's all we want, just come, blah, blah. Help keep stats. Five years later, I'm still a coach with those two guys. And that's the way that the Lord works. The Lord's word over me was sit back and relax and just say yes. When people come, just say yes. Hey, um, can you do this? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Hey, can you can you stay with this guy? He's uh He's at the nursing home. We need someone to stay with him overnight. You just make sure he's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do that. Hey, we need you to do this. Okay. That was the start of looking at my life now. That was the start. Just saying yes to the most minuscule things in my mind. Just saying yes to the Lord. And I think that obviously speaks volumes into what we're doing. Like, that's who the Lord is. He just wants you to say yes. Be willing and, and, and available. It's not about ability. Sometimes it might be. But more often than not, it's just about availability. Just be, a, be available. Be there. Be present. See what the Lord was going to do. I want to thank Mark Davis and Keith and Lisa and all the council. I, I want to thank them for allowing me to be me coming sporadically, not coming 
making me a part of the group, even though me being a part of a council of financial things is a joke. Ask my wife, hilarious. Why was I even in this world? But they wanted me to be a part of something. They wanted me a part of the church and they asked me and I said, yes. And so a couple years ago at Fresh Encounter, um, this brings us to a present, if you will. Um, the Lord, through Brian Conley, um, when we were going through the turmoil, I guess, he uh, spoke this word about us being a gateway. And that's why, you know, we are gateway here. And, and it was about being a gateway and being a, a place where people can get trained up and go. And I remember that year, it was, he would, if you read his book, it's, he said it was as if a bomb went off. You guys, some of you were here and remember that. And the second year, it was completely the opposite, I would say. I mean, a bomb went off in my heart, but it wasn't something big that happened. It was right about there, bawling like a little girl, because I didn't need someone to pray for me. I had the father right there with me, talking to me, sharing with me his heart. Let me, that's a good segue. Um, let me, let me share to you this word that I, that I posted on Facebook because that kind of leads into it. And maybe, maybe that can be it. I'm not sure. We'll see. Anyway, I just want to share this with you. Um, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to share the one for Tim first. It, that's why it kind of segued in my mind's eye. Um, so this was kind of for Tim just because he's our pastor here. Um, and you'll know by the pronounage that it switches a little bit between um, Tim and you as a church. But I want to share this with you and, and please receive it if it hits you. And if it doesn't, um, that's okay too. But this is what I felt like the Lord was sharing for me. This was on Tuesday um, for Tim and for this, for this church. The Lord said, seek first, seek first the kingdom. Uh, It's not about numbers because numbers can oftentimes puff us up and and tell us that, this is me talking, numbers can so often puff us up and show us that, well, we must be doing a good thing because the people are coming. And in the same respect, when people start walking out the door, we can say, well, obviously the Lord must have left this house because the people are leaving too. So the word from the Lord says, It's not about the numbers. The kingdom, the Lord, is about changing hearts. You were once lost, bound, and hopeless, but now you're free. Now you're found in him. That's the gospel. So that's what we're about here. The power of the gospel to change a life. You've been called a fire starter. Keep lighting that fire in your people, but also keep the fire going. You're gonna blow, you're gonna have to blow on it from time to time to keep it kindled, keep it kindled. But keep your hand, keep your heart on the heartbeat, the pulse of the Lord. He has a plan for this body. Sometimes it may not make sense. Sometimes he may make you look foolish. He might tell you to grow a beard. I'm not saying that's. That's just what he said. I don't know what that means. 
I think he looks really manly. Um, but some might say fools. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, but he wants to see the body lifted up. You're an example for the churches in this area. A gateway for something more. Come. Get filled up. Is there something missing? Just come. Maybe you'll find it here. It's never a problem with any other body. But if you want this or this, whatever that may be, come here. You have something that people need. I see, I see an events kind of ministry. You have such a network of diverse people, diverse speakers. Let's bring people together. Bring churches together. Be a gateway for people to encounter Jesus like they never have before. Show them the way. Give them the path to follow. Point them to Jesus. Jesus is the narrow gate, and few find it. But those who do will never be the same. Likewise here, it's not a gateway for everyone. But those who find it will never be the same. I am a testimony of this word. I'm the man that I am because of this, this body. So I want to thank you guys for what you've done in my life. I want to thank this this church. I want to thank this body. I want to thank each one of them, each person that's meant so much in my life. So as I kind of phased out in October, I got married. Um, Lastly, I want to thank um, Wendy Davis who didn't allow me to get hurt and just run out. It, was, it would have been easy because I thought I knew what the Lord was doing and I didn't. And Wendy kept me accountable and kept me focused on what the Lord was doing. It was my plan to lead the youth here until I died because I just loved the kids and I loved what I was doing here. But the Lord had another plan. And I'm so thankful for the the, the period that I had to spend with Brian and Jen and Stanley. I want to thank them for allowing me to end well. I want to thank them for giving me the voice that I had to carry through. And on my last night here at at youth group, just the words that they spoke over me, so awesome. For those that you don't know me, I I don't have a lot of... uh, I have a lot of fake confidence. That's where most cockiness comes from, fake confidence. Make it look like I have something going on when I really don't. But one of the biggest words in my life and one of the things that I prayed ever since I came back to the Lord was, Lord, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it is. But just do something with my life. So that when I step into heaven, you would be able to say, well done right so on my last night here 
when I spoke to the youth group for the last time, I was done. And uh, Brian stopped me and said, hey, uh, I just have a word um, that I, I want to share with you. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't know where it was going. I'm real receiving like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, I, I just have a quick word. I just want you to know that. The Lord says, well done. You poured your heart into this place. You poured your heart into these youth. And he just wants you to know you've done well. And you're doing exactly what he wants you to do. You're walking in the path that he has for you. And it'd be easy to say, I got thrown out. I didn't. It would have been easy for me to tell myself and convince myself that I wasn't good enough or else they'd want me to stay. the Lord said no well done you've done your part you've stayed the course now go and follow me where the next thing is you know and so that was really really cool God is so good you know this is this is the place where I was born spiritually you know and lastly I I don't know how this I honestly don't know how this ties in and I hope that I make it through. Um, But I I just really want to, I feel like I need to thank um, my grandpa and my grandma for um, always believing in me and for always, they didn't, they didn't go here obviously, but um, they were obviously the spiritual head of our family and they are why I'm standing before you. I, I know that my grandfather was a pastor for a long time and, and I, I wanted nothing more than to be like him and to make him proud and uh, I know the last time I spoke here he was here and he, after the service he said hey man you did really well and I said oh cool thanks hey but one more thing um, you kind of jumped around a lot though Maybe, maybe for next time you could really focus in and, you know, do that. And that's the heart of a pastor to know that it's always good to stay focused so that the people get what you're trying to say rather than just jumping all over the place. But that is not me. Um, as you may have realized in the last however long I've been standing up here. My grandfather is the amazing pastor. I am the f- fireball, crazy man, gunslinger. Hey, but all I know is this. He, he prayed for me before, before the Lord took him. He prayed for me and he said, I asked him, I went to him and I said, Grandpa, I know the anointing that was on your life. It'd be really cool if you could pray for me and pray for this double portion that... Elisha did with Elijah and he did obviously the irony is that I've gone to a lot of conferences with Tim and uh, I've gotten that prophecy I've gotten that anointing a lot this is your this is Elijah you're you're the Elisha to his Elijah and I've never forgotten that because I'm the man I am because I just jump on people's coattails I always thought that I would be a leader type but I'm really not I just like to hang out with cool people 
I'll follow Tim anywhere. I'll go with Dennis to church. Hey, you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, perhaps, perhaps in closing, because now the kids are going to invade us. That's fine. I like it. That's, that's the Lord's clock. Um, this was, this was the first day, and this is on Facebook for those of you that want to go, if you want to read it again or something like that, but it's there. Um, and then, you know, you listen to it, I guess it's probably on, on, on the line somewhere. Interweb. Um, but this was February 27th, so Monday or Tuesday. And this is the word that I felt like the Lord shared with me that day. And, um, and maybe this is it. The Lord says, just listen. I'm in your midst. I'm all around. I'm never far away. Turn from your old ways. I'm always right there waiting. I've been calling. All you have to do is turn. Choose me. An answer. It's not mystical, and you don't need an experience because I am the experience. When I walk into the room, everything changes. When you truly experience me, you can't and you won't be the same. Whether it's alone in a room, walking by yourself, on the lawnmower, at a service, Someone prayed for you or no one had to pray because the Lord himself laid his hands on you. Everyone is unique and there's no cookie cutter way. Seek me. Find me. I'm not hiding. Take the time. Dig deep. And when you find the treasure, sell everything. Give up everything you once held dear to have the thing you can't lose and you can't live without. Then keep going back to it. When you feel lost, find your treasure. When you're in the fiery furnace, remember who your treasure is and know nobody can take it from you. That's where your hope, that's where your joy, your peace comes from. You can have this world, give me Jesus. You gotta fight for it. It won't come passively. You seek and find only when you seek with all your heart. Remember the love you had at first. Remember the time you encountered the Lord. He's right there waiting for you. He'll never leave you. He never has. He won't leave us as orphans. He's our loving Father always. Go to Him. Curl up in His lap and tell Him that you love Him. Tell him you're sorry for losing focus sometimes, but just go to him. Step out of the boat. Trust him to walk with you and carry you if need be. He's so faithful. He started this work in you and he will complete it. He never promised it'll be easy. Trials will come. But he has and he will always overcome them. He always has our good at heart. Trust him. Follow him. Walk with him. Remember what he's done. He is unchanging. He did it once and he'll do it again. It's who he is. 
loves you. So that's the word that he gave me early in the week. And that set me up. I love how the Lord sets me up. Because early in the week, I had that word and I was just like, oh man, the Lord is really going to show up. I shared with my wife the other night, I said, um, I tried, I tried hard to create some notes for today. I really did. And I went and sat down and I, and I did it like I always do. I sat down and I was like, all right, Lord, what do you want to say? And it just happens. It always does. I sat down Friday and I was punching at the wind. There was nothing happening. I said, oh man, Lord, what are you doing? And he slapped me in the face and he said, Aaron, remember, this is the word, right? Aaron, remember who I am. Remember what I do. I go into, I go into schools all the time and I don't do my work. Like I don't even put in, the, I don't put in the time that I know that the Lord wants me to. And every single time he shows up, every single time he gives me a word at the last second and says, hey, just share them with this or share this with them. Every single time. So look at the time that you're putting in this week. Look at the heart that you're putting. Not that it's about me, but look at the time that you're putting in. Don't you think I'm going to show up? Don't you think I'm going to speak to my people? I said, okay. I sat down last night and I said, hey, Lord, I'm going to give you another chance. I'd like to have some notes down there just so I have something to talk about in case... I start stammering, and he did. And I think I made it through half, half, I may have made it through half of my notes. That's cool. But anyway, like Tim said, my heart is to encourage you. My heart is to, I don't, it's so hard for me. I like to say prophesy. I don't look at myself that way. But my point is to always encourage you and speak life over this body. And so hopefully that's, something I was able to accomplish today. Um, That is essentially all that I have to share. But what I do want to do, as Tim can get up and do whatever he's calling himself to do, he's he's coming, so you better be ready. Um, I, I know Tim does this at the Teen Challenge all the time, just line them up and pray for them, but I don't get to share my presence that's not right that's that seems weird but like i'm not here all the time um but i am willing if you are to pray for every single person in this house because i'm not going to be here next week and i want to speak life into you guys and i don't know i don't care if it sounds like prophecy or it just sounds like me encouraging you i just want to pray for you and so if that's something that you would like i am here if you have a crock pot on and have to go then it's understandable I'm not one of the crock prop people but I understand the dinner on the table mentality so Tim you may take this and lead it wherever you want it to go